Do you have a date coming up? Just be sure to grab a to-go yogurt beforehand. A surprising study in the Journal of Molecules finds yogurt may be the latest food that can combat garlic breath. Researchers discovered yogurt and its high-protein content can eliminate almost all the smelly sulfur compounds that make garlic so pungent. This is Pulse Check. I'm Lauren Gardner. The FDA began reaching out to pharmaceutical manufacturers and distributors in August as it tries to simultaneously prevent and prepare for drug shortages during the coming respiratory virus season. Patricia Cavazzoni, the agency's top drug regulator, said Tuesday the industry has collaborated with the FDA and that it doesn't yet have concerns about supply. Last winter, popular products like children's Tylenol disappeared from store shelves amid heightened consumer demand. But Cavazzoni said it's still critical for Congress to grant the FDA more power to demand information from drug makers before shortages start, namely that they let the agency know when they see the, quote, first sign of a demand spike. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said this week that the U.S. will name a representative to work with foreign governments to stem the flow of illicit synthetic drugs like fentanyl that have killed tens of thousands of Americans. He said the U.S., along with the U.N. Office on Drugs and Crime, will partner with tech companies to stop drug trafficking online and to help people seeking substance use disorder treatment. In July, Blinken announced a global coalition against illicit synthetic drugs, a group that includes countries like Mexico and India. And YouTube aims to become a source of authoritative medical information by recruiting health professionals and removing misleading content. Politico reporter Aaron Shoemaker is here to explain. Thanks so much for having me. So every time I'm on social media, I see everything from plastic surgeons to beauty influencers and now even doctors chiming in to provide healthcare advice. Talk to us a little bit more about how social media and specifically video platforms like YouTube are changing the landscape of healthcare. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So patients are definitely getting information from the internet, as we know, from some of these platforms like YouTube. And I think during the pandemic, some doctors and health systems started to realize that the people are there. You know, how do we meet them where they are? They're already getting this kind of information. What can we do to be part of that ecosystem rather than sort of swimming against the tide and trying to fight it at every turn? And what sorts of conditions or health concerns are influencers and healthcare providers on YouTube focusing on? I mean, it could be anything, but I know a few of the types of misinformation that YouTube is specifically looking at. I mean, vaccines are always going to be a big thing after the pandemic. They most recently announced sort of an initiative into looking at cancer misinformation. And that's a big area where not only is there a lot of advice floating around, but there is advice that could be potentially harmful for patients. And that's, I think, what YouTube's especially concerned about. You don't want people on the channel saying vitamin C will cure your cancer or something of the like. And so they are trying to crack down on that kind of misinformation and make sure that it's not something that is available on the site. So how is YouTube monitoring this content for mis and disinformation? And have they run into any sort of roadblocks when they're looking for this kind of problematic content? 
I've asked about this and it seems like they're still kind of ramping up. So it may be a little longer before we fully understand how this works. The way I understand it, they have a set of guidelines that they've put forth for creators. They're sort of a three strike situation and they, you know, reserve the right to take down things that fall into these buckets of harmful misinformation, harmful advice, anything that goes against sort of the prevailing wisdom from major health organizations like the WHO, like the CDC, if something is counter to that guidance and harmful, they'll take it down. So how might this change the way doctors interact with or inform their patients in the future? I think it's already changing things a bit. In some ways, people are going onto these sites and finding the information kind of organically. In other instances, there's a bit of a feedback loop. So in the UK, there are some pediatricians experimenting with prescribing videos to their patients. And these videos are high quality, authoritative videos. It'll be from the National Health Service or something of that ilk. But yeah, they're experimenting a bit with being proactive about recommending things, in this case, YouTube, but on the internet. Fascinating stuff. All right. Thanks, Erin, for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. And before you go, I have a couple things to run across your radar. First, join Politico today at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time for our Transforming Healthcare, Site-Neutral Payments, and Billing Transparency event, which includes an expert panel and an interview with Kathy McMorris-Rogers, the Washington State Republican who chairs the House Energy and Commerce Committee. To register, visit politico.com slash events and click the Upcoming Events tab. Also, be sure to check out our new Politico podcast, Power Play, launching this Thursday. The show introduces you to the top global leaders in business, politics, and culture, and dives deep into how they think about the pressing news around them. So be sure to check out Power Play wherever you get your podcasts. Power Play is Politico's new transatlantic podcast, hosted by me, Anne McElvoy. Each week, we take listeners inside the minds of those who wield power across the Atlantic and beyond to better understand the choices they make and how that shapes the news agenda. There are some things, Anne, that even the chief of MI6 finds it a little bit difficult to try and interpret in terms of who's in and who's out. So there's one podcast to follow now. It's Power Play. Every Thursday morning, as of September the 21st. See you then. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Lauren Gardner. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.